There is a thin veil that protects humanity from the horrors and darkness of the other. Within the other lives everything that our minds can bring to imagination. Or maybe it is not imagination at all, and just a thinly veiled reality that our mind cannot believe to be true. The veil is the will of humanity to protect the innocent from the dangerous and the horrible. A pursuit to ensure that the darkness of the other does not consume the world. The vanguard are those who uphold the veil, who know the truth of the horrors and fight it every day to protect the innocent. They must ensure that the balance is maintained in the darkness held at bay. We are the vanguard of the veil. Welcome everyone to another session of the Vanguard of the Veil, a Monster of the Week actual play podcast powered by the Apocalypse System. I am your keeper, Fred, and my pronouns are he, him. And joining with us today, Alex. Hello, my pronouns are... Hi, everybody. And I play uh, Deandra, who is she, her? Josh. Hi, my name is Josh. I play Spin. Both of our pronouns are he, him. Steph. Hi, I'm Steph. I play Artemisia, and our pronouns are she, her. Matthew. Hi, everybody. I'm Matthew, and I play Professor Gunderson. Our pronouns are he, him. And special guest star, Zach. Hello. My character is Gregorius, a.k.a. Skip. Uh, He's a he, him. (laughs) (laughs) Boo! (laughs) We did a lot of... We did a lot of talking, and we were, like, going back and forth with uh, the hunter and the name, and he was like, I I think I'm going to name my character Skip, and I was just like, that is way too perfect, so now we're just going to fuck Matthew up even more. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, with that, uh, without further ado, (laughs) Matthew, what happened last time? On the last episode of Vanguard of the Veil, after finding the ghost of Evelyn Bradshaw, Deandra is put to Evelyn's test of her faithfulness. Artemisia tunes in to Evelyn's spiritual energy and is able to divine that Professor Clevenger took advantage of Evelyn, getting her pregnant and then killing her to hide it. After an attempt to lure Clevenger to campus so that Evelyn could resolve her issues with him fails, Team decides to go to Plan B, a kidnapping. Uh, Getting Clevenger back to campus, they bring him to Evelyn, who enacts her revenge, killing him. However, she is not satisfied. The team combats the ghost, but they manage to only anger Evelyn, who goes on a murderous rampage. Moving to Plan C, the hunters perform an exorcism using big magic to banish Evelyn's spirit from the world. And and they're successful. Did I say that? And they're successful. Eventually. Plan C. Plan C. Oh, God. So it's been several weeks uh, since our last foray oh, in That's the great. Brown Community College. Uh, yes. Yeah, so for all intents and purposes, if you had any uh, hit point damage or even any uh, injuries, Emotional damage. Um, those would all be healed uh, at this point. Yay. And uh, we are going to be starting fresh. Um, but before we get into... Uh, our four intrepid hunters, uh, I want to introduce our guest star first. So the scene opens up uh, on the college campus. It is empty, uh, devoid of anybody walking, you know, the sidewalks and the courtyard. 
It's dark. It's a stormy night. Uh, the rain is pouring down in sheets and thunder rumbling in the distance. Um, we see a newspaper blow by and it sticks to the sidewalk just long enough for a glimpse of the headline, you know, slayings on Brown Community Campus. The camera pans up to the main faculty building and we see a motionless silhouette of a hulking figure at the edge of the rooftop. Lightning flashes to reveal a stone gargoyle's frightening visage, a mixture of features somewhere between a gorilla and a goat, in a scowl as it silently surveys the campus unperturbed by the storm. The camera holds on the still monstrosity for a beat until we clearly hear a familiar but antiquated digital ringtone, and the statue reaches into a pouch at his waist to produce an old Nokia flip phone. His oversized stone fingers delicately open the phone and answers the call. Hello? Yes, I'm here. Not yet. No, I'll let you know as, I, as soon as anything does. Yes, I'll remember to keep track of my receipts this time. Goodbye. Grumbling to himself, the gargoyle carefully closes the phone, slips it back into its pouch, and resumes his silent watch over the rain-soaked campus. From there, the scene flips over and we come to the familiar facility of the... DJ Polly D. Center for the Sciences, yes. <laughs> thank you. Yes, thank you. I have to say it like two or three times or remember it every episode because it is a fucking mouthful. It's got a, it's got a real often, like, that is like the, to it. It's the most official yes, name for yes. anything. Right, Next yes. to the Jude Law. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. What was, was it? it? Uh, Saint, Saint, Saint Jude, Jude Law's Children <laughs> Hospital. Yes. As another lightning cracks down, uh, the scene shifts into a window of the DJ Poly D Center for the Sciences. Sciences, and we find ourselves within the laboratory of Professor Gunderson. Uh, of course, the uh, you know typical inhabitants of the Nuggies are milling about, uh, playing with this and that. Uh, Deandra is in the corner on uh, her sleeping bag, smoking and drinking as always, staring at a wall full of red yarn and newspaper clippings. And Spin, as always, happily just bouncing around uh, at the beck and whim of Professor Gunderson. So Matthew... What are you doing? What 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 am I doing? Uh, <laughs> or, or Professor Gunderson, what are you doing? Well, clearly I have uh, I had grading to do, but I also have a TA um, who I don't communicate with on a regular basis. But I just handed them a stack of exams, so really my my inbox is empty, the outbox is empty. I'm sitting pretty. Um, what time of day is it? Uh, it's nighttime. Probably, you know, 10 p.m. There's a decanter on the desk. There's a glass in his hand. And he looks over at Spin. He says, Are you sure you want to go through with this? Sure. <laughs> this is the thing we talked about. <laughs> All right, well. Hmm. How soon are you ready to be changed? Uh, I got nothing going on now. <laughs> well, as a matter of fact, I don't have anything going on either, but I could use some assistance to help uh, ensure that the process is seamless. Okay. Deandra, 
How do you feel about a little super science? What? Um, your weird science weirds me out, honestly. My weird science defines me. You weird me out. Damn. And you don't pay rent, so perhaps I don't, you could use no. you could make yourself useful, help me out as a compensation. Are you threatening to throw me out on the street? No, but I am offering you a finger of this delicious brown liquid in this from this decanter. See, now you're speaking my language. <laughs> so easy to understand. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, perhaps uh, we should uh, do this in the fabrication, no, the examination room. Only because I'll have to tie you down first. What are we, we're not gonna- Not you, no, no, I, I have to, <laughs> I have to tie down Spin. Oh, you're doing this voluntarily? Sure, I guess. Whatever gets me a good grade. Oh, I thought we were doing this to make you Bigger, better, faster, stronger than you were before. Or perhaps, perhaps a little more weird. Yeah, whatever gets me in the past, I'm, I'm cool. <laughs> Very Are they get tied down, though, for real? Well, it's for my safety. And the safety of the Nuggies, of course. Oh, yeah, I gotta protect the Nuggies. Hey, just, just so you know, I'll participate in this as far as things don't get way out of hand. If things get way out of hand, I'll take you down again. You with your social media... <laughs> and your dark web. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, like, don't start creating beasties again. I mean, that's all I'm saying. Oh, this bad would be a beast. He'd be beastly. He'd be more than he already is. For science. Just, just know I'm watching. Well, I, I'm also going to need you to hand me some tools and stuff. That's really, that's really what I, I need the assist for. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to take his decanter and pour a glass all the way up to the rim. I may recommend holding off on drinking that until after we've completed the operation. Well, I'll drink... Oh, how about I drink half now and half later? Mm. <laughs> will, it, will it give you a steady hand? Oh, absolutely. Okay, well then, perhaps if you're willing to risk good spin here. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna chug the entire glass. Like I drank the bottom half first. It's like after 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 like I turn away. <laughs> yeah, I would chug the whole thing. I'm like I drank the bottom half first, but the first half got in the way. All right, let's do this. <laughs> Uh, so we'll go up to the examination room. I'm gonna have Spin get on uh, not a gurney. What? What? An ex operating table. Okay. I'll strap Come him. On. Strap him down. My clothes <laughs> on. I'm gonna strap him down. Uh, yeah, you can keep your. What, are you? Uh, you wearing short sleeves or no sleeves? Yep, I'm wearing a plain white t-shirt and blue jeans. Wife beater tucked into blue jeans. It's a t-shirt. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Tell me all about it. Go slower. <laughs> First, I will strap down his left arm. And then his right. This is a, a leather thing if you want to bite onto it. Uh, otherwise, you know, no big deal. That's just, you know, in case you feel the need to scream. When did we become a BDSM podcast? <laughs> well, I was like, okay. When you let me be a bad scientist. <laughs> That's true. You knew this was coming. Okay, I'm, I'm uh, right. So he's he's there. Uh, Professor Gunderson will. Uh, he actually has a safe in there that he opens up and he pulls out what looks like it, like an old school doctor's bag, and he just kind of like starts pulling stuff out, putting it on a tray, mostly like syringes and vials of odd colored liquids. There's there's got it. Look, there's something on, that has a toggle, something that has a dial, something that's got like a switch, a button, a widget. All of those things. Like, we're talking, like, old-school mad science. Like, 
that he's got he's got like a toggle that like is is like you know when you you know when he moves it, it's gonna make that like loud snapping sound like the like completing a circuit like electricity's flowing you have one flask with a with the glass tube that comes out and spirals a couple times and then like empties into another yeah flask. but it, this it, is full it, of but smoke. like on one side it's like blue liquid and on the other side it's orange uh-huh. liquid yeah nice, uh nice. and also there's like old vacuum tubes like really big ones but they were all in that doctor's bag <laughs> uh i put on an ambient <laughs> noise uh like a white noise machine and it's like sound of a thunderstorm i fr- i really thought you were gonna say a halloween Spooky, sound effect. Scary, scary. <laughs> <CD. laughs> oh. there's a literal thunderstorm going on right now though <laughs> oh. all right well Gunderson doesn't go outside. You wouldn't know that. That's it's, fair. It's 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 for the mood more than anything. Um, so in layman terms, what what are you doing? I am performing one of my abilities, my playbook abilities, uh, called "I Can Make You Stronger." Uh, I could use the principles of twisted science to permanently empower one of your fellow hunters for a price. The hunter must sacrifice a luck point and will be a little less than human from now on. Uh, a hunter can go through this only once safely, and then uh, I roll plus weird, and then depending on what the result is, will depend on what benefits or not benefits uh, Young Master Spin will get here. So real quick, so Spin, you are going to lose a luck point. Yes. So if you haven't used any yet, you're going to go from seven to six. Right. Have you used a luck point? I have not used any luck points. Okay, so now you have six luck points. Now, Gunderson. Now, is Deandra going to help out? Uh, yeah. Because there's no yeah. negative connotation. I just want the like, help out no roll negative. so that it decreases the chances of this working. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll do the help out roll. Yeah. Cool. So it's plus cool. All right, so I... Oh, okay, I'm rolling plus cool. Yep. I coincidentally just uh, said cool, not actually... I rolled a nine. Okay. Cool. So your help grants them a plus one to their roll, but you also expose yourself to trouble or danger somehow, so we'll have to discuss that here in a little okay. bit. You'll, and you'll then, want the science is what's going to happen. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I, won't, I won't that. And then Gundy, uh, go ahead. All right, so I am rolling plus weird. Uh, so... Pussy, don't fail me now. That is... That plus that plus that. Thankfully, with Deandra's plus one, that is a ten. Okay, so that is a success. Because I was about to say, you could use a luck roll, or a luck yeah, point, if, but... Well, this, this isn't for me to use luck. This is for him. <laughs> so, alright. So, on a ten plus, it's a success. The hunter can pick two options from the below. And these are the possible twisted enhancements. Uh, there are three. Uh, one is gain a permanent plus one ongoing to one basic move of choice. Two, gain a permanent one armor value to your body. Does not stack with other, ar- uh, other armor. Or three, gain a natural attack from the monstrous playbook. And I can pick two of these? Wow. You can pick two of those three. Okay. I now, will- considering you already have armor, right? Because yeah. your athletic abilities, so then it'll probably be the plus one ongoing to like kick some ass, and then you choose a play from a monstrous playbook. That's big. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Hell yeah! You get a free play, like a free move. That is big. Is it was a move or a natural attack thing? What was uh, it, again? it is a natural attack from the monstrous okay. playbook, which is basically like a move. 
Okay, uh, for my natural attack from the monster's playbook, I choose the extra add ignore armor to a base. Nice. Very nice. So then I will take an ongoing plus one to whichever the move is, I protect somebody. What's it called? Protect protects, somebody? Pr I think it is. Uh, pr protect someone. Protect yeah. someone. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. So make sure to write those down so that you are taking advantage of it. I'm doing it right now because I will forget in 20 seconds. So so I will I will say that if a hunter goes through this process a second time, uh, the hunter must change to the monstrous playbook or another monstrous okay. type playbook. I'm just saying, if you want to do it, I mean... So what does this look like? Are you injecting spin with some kind of formula? Uh, you know, I'm doing I'm doing like some electroshock therapy. He's getting injected with stuff. I'm having him. I'm like I'm I'm like force feeding. I got a feeding tube going on in there. I'm like doing the thing where I'm like hitting just below his knee with a little thing to see if his leg kicks. Um, like a reflex. Thing. I'm putting him behind an X-ray machine and I'm seeing his heartbeat like through like a just full skeleton. Um. Let's see. I got a stethoscope on, and I'm checking his heartbeat. I'm making sure he can fog a mirror. Dipping me in ice water and pulling. In. I'm having him read one of those eye charts. Wait, wait, see what it is? <laughs> is it's really like all the injections do the stuff, but like I've got to put him through a lot of stress so that it like takes hold, and also he ignores the fact that his body's changing. Got it. So for Deandra, since your help out did come with some kind of trouble or danger, I'm going to say that during this process, when Gunderson uh, injects Spin with this chemical compound, uh, Spin, after receiving it, you know, after a couple of minutes, uh, just like roids out and like bursts through his uh, bindings and like backhands Deandra. Damn. Uh, unintentionally like just from like a surge of energy and power and you take one point of harm uh, and that is a detriment of your uh, help out right damn <laughs> i can do it to you too <laughs> that's true that's true okay so now spin is just that much stronger uh and is that much quicker and you feel I, it spin. i want to know courses through your veins because I don't want to decide this. Does Spin like? Does he look any different? Like how does he like behave differently? It's a great question. Are you asking me? Oh yeah. Well, it's your yeah. character, man. Oh, 100 percent. So yeah, after this is all done, when you two gaze upon me, it very much looks like that scene in Captain in the Captain America movie where Christopher Jamal <laughs> Evans is like massive and built and a little sweaty. <laughs> um, and then when I sort of come to, I like unnaturally deflate back to the way I normally look. Um, but now you're wearing Which George. is just like ropey and, ropey and lanky. Okay, but but I have to ask a question. Like, was that just like a single time thing? Or like maybe in times of heightened like adrenaline, will you reclaim that like form of being super muscular? We will have to see. Okay. Get a Hulk okay. Wink, 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 wink. Um, yeah, so I just kind of just shrink back to my normal bit. Although, there is weirdness going on with my forearms. Not, like, muscular-wise, but there is, like, weirdness. Like, they're, they're a little strange. Like, by the 
tone of your skin color, the like your, your skin are is like out. different. Yeah, like, like what do you mean by that? Like extra veiny. Okay. There's like a little okay. off. Like like if you were some regular passersby, you're not gonna know this. But if you're like looking at my arms, you're gonna be like, what's going on with these? What are you doing? What's going on with those dick veins on your arms? Right, okay, right, right. Yeah, it. it looks like a Snickers. <laughs> it's like a Snickers bar. Yeah. And with that, we uh, pass by the. Uh, DJ Polity Center for the Sciences, and we go over to the halls where the students uh, dorm up, and we come to Artemisia's room. Now, Artemisia, did you take on another roommate, or do you have the benefit of having your own room now due to what you've experienced? So, uh, unless you had plans vis-a-vis giving me a new roommate, I had uh, kind of a a rundown of how I think the last two weeks went for Artemisia and her roommate situation. Please go ahead. Okay, so she, she did get a new roommate a couple days after, and that roommate only lasted about a week because Artemisia has spent most of the last two weeks acting batshit fucking crazy. She's been like drinking all night long. Her whole, she's been vaping her tomato flavored vape clouds, filling up the whole room. She's been doing crazy things like hanging out the window and screaming at passersby, staying up all night with her creepy book. She's been studying magic and trying to do magic at like 3 a.m. So the, the replacement roommate that she got only lasted a week before bailing. And uh, she, has been not, she has not been placed with another roommate since. Got it. So it's Hell not yeah. that like they're not trying to place you. It's they're unable to keep somebody there. Yes. And more than likely, you might get another roommate soon. But until yeah. that happens, you currently are by yourself. Yes. Now, what what are the reasons for these recent like events? You know, is it the trauma of what happened from that mystery? Is it the loss of maybe a friend and a roommate? Not so much that part. Or is, Okay, got it. No, so got so it. accessing her spooky powers has negative side effects. So ah, part of, when you when you build it. a spooky character, you uh, pick a bunch of side effects. So I picked for my side effects uh, poor impulse control, hallucinations, and paranoia. And Excellent. for a certain amount Excellent. of time after you use the spooky powers, you experience those things. Um, and actually, as a spooky character as you use up your luck points uh the uh negative effects from your spooky powers get stronger and stronger okay so there's like a secondary kind of luck thing where as i use up luck i will become more and more unstable hot i like that yeah you hear a commotion outside the room or the door of your room and it just goes into a hallway that's lined with probably upwards of about you know seven other rooms before the stairway and the bathroom and whatnot um and you it sounds like there are several people kind of like huddled outside of your door or nearby do you go see what it is or do you ignore it the last time i ignored a commotion it didn't work out great so i will go check it out this time yeah, and you open the door to your room and the light from the hallway streams in and to the right hand side, there are three students, you know, you might recognize them, you know, they don't really stand out, but they're all huddled together and they currently have a phone 
uh, kind of like in the sideways orientation, and they're watching a video. Would you like to partake in viewing this video? Yes, but I'm going to creep up behind them and not like announce myself. I'm just going to creepily watch over their shoulders. Yeah, and as you do so, you could see they're like visibly like stricken by what they're seeing. And you look at the phone and you can see that it is a YouTube live. It is a live stream of some video that a uh, local college football player um, and the person is wearing like a brown like rucksack over their head and you see the football jersey and you then hear the noise that is coming out of this video and it is the sound of just like this idling chainsaw it is just like humming right the motor is going but it is not being actively deployed to where the chainsaw is you know spinning and you start to kind of take a look at the background and you see what looks like a garage, but this garage is a scene from a horror movie. It is just painted red with blood and there are two bodies that are just separated uh, apart uh, uh, on the ground. And uh, the person walks up to uh, the uh, device that it is videotaping and he pulls off this like potato sack that he was wearing and you can see that there is just like this weird look on this student's face he's wearing headsets like listening to music and his eyes are like really dark rimmed and he goes to grab his hand kind of takes over and then the video feed ends and they're like Oh, that's got to be like, oh, he's he's probably playing a prank. It's I mean, it is Halloween next Monday. So, I mean, it's like one of those stage things. Yeah, but are my are I my heebies GB'd from this? Like, <laughs> yeah, okay. I would say so. hundred okay. percent. I'm going to reach out. I'm going to uh, grab the phone out of one of their hands. I'm going to just text the stream link to Deandra. Okay, and you do so. I mean, amidst like yelps of uh, yeah. like, you I, know, I'm the scary girl distressed. in the dorm now, so I imagine like most people also kind of leave me alone once they realize it's me. Yeah, God, what? Oh, oh, it's you, Artemisia. Uh, here, give me my phone back. What Fine. are you doing, freak? Wow, damn. And they are like, don't touch other people's stuff. And they just kind of like start walking down the hallway. And they're like, was that? Thomas? Yeah, it was. But, like, why? He's not, like, into this kind of stuff. And they're just kind of walking down the hallway, and their conversation continues. But ultimately, they are, you know, in the mindset of, like, oh, it's one of those, like, prank YouTube videos, right? I mean, how could that be real? We follow the cell phone airwaves of a text flashing onto Deandra's phone. And Deandra, you are texted a YouTube link uh, from Artemisia. Is it? Or no, <laughs> from no one. Yeah, from, from some an unknown random number. number. Yes, some unknown yeah. random number. Interesting. I, I'm, uh, I will put on my VPN. Uh, and then click the link. So you click the link and it takes you to what looks like a very um, small time YouTube 
channel live stream uh, of a local student. Um, and you see that the live stream is over, but there is a recording of the most recent live stream. As you click on this to view it, you can see that uh, there is what looks like two tied up people sitting in a chair in a garage and the camera is like set up uh, kind of like maybe on top of a shelf somewhere high to view the garage. And then from within out of view comes a what looks like a student wearing a football jersey, a brown sack, holding a chainsaw and surreptitiously just goes and hacks these two people tied on the chair over and over with this chainsaw as their body parts fall apart. And then it goes back up to the video, pulls the the, the sack off of his head. You see this student uh, wearing headphones and uh, kind of like looking into the camera and then reaching and grabbing it. And then the stream ends. Okay. So it's basically someone streamed murdering two people. Yes. Correct. Live okay. on YouTube. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah, I'm going to try to trace this number. I I would suggest uh, let's connect the dots. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to do that. I'm going to roll connect the dots. I love connecting dots. <clears throat> well, that's happening. Yeah. Uh, I am doing handstand push-ups. Very nice. I will make my way over to the lab as well. Okay. I got an 11. Okay. On a 10 plus hold three, so I can hold three. Okay. Okay, so I can ask three of these questions. Yes. Three questions. And I can save them for later as well. But I'm going to use my first one. So what I'm going to do is I, I'll work on chasing the number in the in the background, but also I'm going to like, I'm going to really like look through the footage, like frame by frame kind of thing. Um, and I'm going to ask the question, where is this happening? Okay. So like I, so I, I have an idea of where it's going on. Yeah, so you're able to come across different unique details uh, that uh, belie like where this garage is. Um, there is like what looks like an old street sign that's hanging up next to like, uh, you know, college sports banners. Um, there's a street address, you know, on some type of like paperwork that you're able to zoom in on and okay. you're able to get the address of this location. And this streamed not very long ago, right? Uh, I would say, yeah, like within the last 10 minutes from the okay. information um, provided on the website. How busy are Gundy and Spin right now? Not busy. Okay. I'm going to say, hey, I just saw a video of somebody chainsawing people into pieces and it happened not but 10 minutes ago. You want to go check that out with me? That sounds terrible. Why would I want to go watch someone chop someone else up with a chainsaw? Well, no, we're going to go like stop the person from chopping more people up maybe, hopefully. Oh, well, that's that is completely different. Well, I mean, you can stay here in science, but like spin, I mean, I mean, you're both welcome to. I'm just saying, if you're if you're really opposed to seeing, uh, don't get me wrong. I would love to up. see how Spin operates in the field now that he's been changed. Okay. Um, and I'm gonna text the number back. Who is this? <laughs> who dis? Do the phone. Who dis? <laughs> who dis? Yeah, I'll protect you from getting chainsawed. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, and then 
you get a text back and goes, who's this? With that emphasis through a text. <laughs> I asked you first. I asked you second. <laughs> All right. So I'm not, I'm not going to answer. Um, but I will, I will call Artie. Oh God. <laughs> I decided to call Artie. <laughs> I will call Artie. And, um, well, no, I'll, te- I'll text Artie and, and I'll say, and I'll, I'll text her the link. <laughs> It's weird when you call her Artie because there's a character on your show who's named Artie. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. I'm putting my boots on. But um, no. Yeah, so I, I'll text Artie the link and say and say, "Have you seen this?" <laughs> Be like, "I sent it to you." It's like a chain letter. It's like you got to send it to fu- five yeah. of your friends, or you're gonna die in a like, week. It's fucked up, isn't it? I'm gonna. I'll just send her the address and said, "On my way there." Meet you there. So the four of you get together to head over to this address uh, where supposedly this live stream came from. But prior to you getting there, we find ourselves following what looks like a stone construct, a gargoyle, who has already uh, come across this information and has made their way there. Skip, you are outside this house. The garage is closed, seemingly nothing untowards from the outside. What would you like to do? Uh, I think I'm going to look around to see if there's anyone else, you know, that can see where I am. And if there's nobody else around, open the garage door. It's incredibly dark. The rain is once again coming down in sheets. Other than the, you know, uh every once in a while strikes of lightning um, there's not a lot of light other than the street lights uh, and you know some house lights there is definitely nobody out and about in this horrific weather and uh, you will be able to get your way in without uh, fear of being caught all right he hooks his fingers under the garage door and pulls it up to see what's inside so you hear a groan and a large metallic snap as you break the device that brings the garage door down. Um, you lift it up and you find a horrific scene. Uh, what looks like a uh, maniacal art exhibit where there is just red blood splattered over everything mundane from boxes to shelving and sports gear. Uh, In the center, there is two sets of splintered and broken chairs that has a amorphous mass of body uh, strewn about uh, in chunks uh, with large, dark, liquid pools of blood underneath it. Um, Whoever did this was a monster. Damn. Would you like to investigate a mystery? Yes. Go ahead. Roll 2d6 plus sharp. Uh, I got a 5 minus 1, so a (laughs) 4. Hell yeah. So, unfortunately, that is a failure. Now, you do mark an experience point, um, and when you do roll under a 6, you unfortunately are not able to gather enough information or details to truly understand what happens here. But as a hunter you know that something is amiss. Whether this is a human-possessed or a monster 
or just some horrific chain of events. This is not normal and it definitely needs to be looked into. And as you are kind of like, you know, just looking around, you hear a noise from further inside the house uh, through the doorway that leads from the garage. I'll go to check it out and see if I can find the monster that did this. So you make your way into the dark house. Um, there is some small uh, light that comes through uh, from the lightning strikes, but otherwise it is incredibly dark in here. And you start to hear the hum of what sounds like a motor of some kind, uh, a small motor. You follow your way uh, through the myriad hallways and and rooms and as you come into what looks like the living room uh i would like for you to act under pressure uh six okay (laughs) another failure so you have marked two experience points now as you enter into the i know right into the living room you are trying to locate where the hum of that motor comes and as you are trying to focus you are just overwhelmed by the loud whining and grinding of a chainsaw and it comes hurtling down towards you from outside of your view and it creates this incredibly loud screeching noise as it strikes your stone skin. Um, you are going to take two points of damage. Do you have any natural armor? I have one arm. Okay, so you actually do take some damage as this chainsaw just takes small chunks of uh, rock off of your body. Now, can you describe yourself uh, to us real quick so we have an understanding of, of what we're dealing with? He is a large stone gargoyle. Like I said, he's a mix of gorilla features and goat, where his upper body resembles that of a gorilla with you know thick muscular arms. His lower half is goat legs, and his face is sort of elongated, uh, small decorative horns basically not used for anything offensive and do you wear clothing no he he, okay the only thing on him is a a small fanny pack that's painted (laughs) to be the same color as his stone skin okay okay where he carries his phone and other items okay pretty uh pretty i mean i guess pretty scary uh for the average person to come across you that's probably why you are so cautious now uh before you you see uh this young man holding a chainsaw just raking it across your stony skin he's covered in blood whether his own or other people's you do not know what are you going to do? Uh, try and disarm him, get that chainsaw away from him. Okay. Um, so I would probably say you could use either uh, act under pressure or kick some ass. Uh, I'll do act under pressure. Uh, 11 plus 2, 13. Okay, so definitely a, a great success. Um, so you are able to just like backhand this 
metallic chainsaw out of the grip of this student and uh, it goes careening off to the side and just lodges into the couch uh, as the the spinning blade stops um, but now this person's disarmed and now it is just trying to strangle you uh, with his meat hands <laughs> obviously not doing anything onto your stone skin luckily i don't um, actually breathe air so strangling me doesn't do much. <laughs> yes. rocks, and, baby. And, and, and just for the listener, your hunter type is the constructed. Yes. Is that correct? I, okay, I don't excellent. eat or breathe or drink. I, I basically Got am it. a solid stone creature yes. person. Okay. Uh, okay. So uh, it is currently attacking you and it is trying to choke you. It realizes that it's pro or maybe not realize who knows. Um, but you notice that uh, it is still wearing uh, these headphones. So it's probably listening to some music. Um, you can kind of hear like this loud metallic music coming out of his headphones. Um, and it is trying to strangle you, but it is your turn once again, since it's attack upon upon you is futile. All right, well, his uh, hands are busy wrapped around my neck. I'm going to grab him by the torso and then pull the, the headphones off of him. Okay, so uh, once again, I would say kick some ass or maybe manipulate someone. Uh, I'll go with kick some ass. Uh, 10 plus 2, 12. Okay, so uh, I, I would suggest using you force them where you want them and you are just manhandling um, this person. You rip the headphones off and for a brief moment, you just hear like the like hardest metal, just like rock and roll music. And then the cord is ripped out of the device, um, which is like what looks like a disc man it is it is like a old school cd like a mobile cd player and uh and the music stops and it cuts out and the person in your hands just goes slack all right i holding this blood covered individual that just passed out in my arms set him down on a piece of furniture if there's not one with a chainsaw in it <laughs> and then walk over to check out the disc man if, if the individual seems to be out for the count. Absolutely. All right. Artemisia, Spin, Professor Gunderson, Deandra, you find yourself at 1777 Sawyer Lane. This is the address that you're able to figure out, uh, Deandra, from the YouTube video that you watched. The garage okay. is kind of broken and worse for wear. Uh, it is in the orientation of being closed, um, but you can see it's been like banged up and it is not fitting into the track like normal. Okay. Um, I'm just going to like head on in. I'm going to draw my gun and head on. Yeah, so you're able to lift up this garage door um, with somewhat ease. It, it is kind of slow going as it is bent into the like rolling track frame, but whatever kept it in place had been dismantled. Um, you too see this horrific scene of blood and viscera, uh, and then you for a moment heard the sounds of possibly chainsaw against stone coming from further inside the house. What do you do? I rushed towards the noise. 
I'm, I stick I'm, close to Deandra same. after yeah. throwing up. <laughs> I will up. slowly, uh, casually walk behind them and pull out my uh, my weird science gun. What's it called? My goo gun. Oh. Nice. But you're gonna like scrape a body into a bag or something. I, I thought so. Oh, so like, he doesn't do that. Parts. You can feed the nuggies anymore. He doesn't do that eat. anymore. <laughs> they eat barbecue sauce, honey mustard, and ketchup. Szechuan <laughs> sauce. Wait, wait, wait the chicken, the chicken nuggets just eat nugget sauce. <laughs> like that's what they eat. As of now, yes. Canon, oh, canon. Yes. Yes. Hell yeah. They've been, yeah, looking, I just they've been looking for that like, Szechuan sauce, too. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, like, I just imagine Deandra really drunk one night is just, like, getting up and is hungry. And then, like, she looks over at the nuggies and they're just covered in sauce. Free and she just starts ketchup. salivating. <laughs> the best nuggies eat only ranch. <laughs> yeah. ranch. Not that buttermilk ranch, either. Real. That mixed up. Alright, yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna rush towards... The, the sounds I hear. Yes, Deandra, you rush into the house following the sounds of what sounds like a struggle. Uh, there is these large crunching noises as something heavy is stepping onto the wooden floors of this house. Uh, and then you hear what sounds like, uh, you know, the chainsaw uh, careening into uh, a, a wooden piece of furniture. And then you find what looks like a horrific monster. <sighs> like breathing and crouching over uh, what looks like a, a person uh, in a seat and they are covered in blood and they look unconscious and the creature is just pawing at this person. What do you do? I scream. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> spin okay. screams. Spin screams. Um, I'm going to uh, fire upon them. Okay. Roll kick some ass. Okay. Well, I'm not very good at this, so you're in luck. We know. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I rolled a gentleman's four. Oh, a gentleman's four. An, an experience for you. She, she, she shoots the human. <laughs> yes. It's not on me. That is, yeah. Yeah, is is that like the worst roll you could have? Like, do you no, minus no, because my my kick some ass is minus one. I rolled a five. <laughs> okay, got it. But got minus it. one is four. So. so you you shoot at this creature and uh, it just goes over its head, piercing into the television that is set up on top of a mantle. Sparks fly out of it as the the magnum bullet just goes right through that and the wall behind it, and you. Uh, uh, Skip, you uh, are now realizing that there are four other people in this house with you, after, behind you. After the scream of the gunshot. Yeah, after, <laughs> yes, a, a, a shot was fired at you or possibly this person. How do you react to this gunshot? Uh, Skip turns his attention to them, uh, you know, seeing the four of them, armed individuals holds up his hands, which have blood from the figure he was just holding, and says, I, I didn't do this. Okay, so you see the jock, the goth, the, the, the dirty Barely girl, jock. And, and the, and the, girl. And the, and the middle-aged the man. Scientist. <laughs> yeah. the house. It's a very eclectic crew of hunters. Uh, well, um, okay. Prove it. No, I believe it. 
What are you doing here? I suspect for the same reason that you're here. I received information of the mo- of the horrible thing that happened in the garage and was trying to come here to stop whoever was doing it. It's been notwithstanding. We're not monsters, though. That's possibly the nicest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> well. <laughs> I'm a monster now? What? 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 <laughs> you just got science done to you, I'm assuming. Maybe not. I don't know. Extra human. I was like oh, okay. looking over well, myself now. <laughs> okay, well, okay, so so there's that guy in the chair the one that did it? He he's the one who did this and he points to the, the gouge on his arm where the chainsaw had hit him. I mean presumably when you guys saw the video you also would recognize mm-hmm. that the thing yes. from the video was not yeah. right. a gargoyle, but it was somebody who looked like it was, what? Is, is he wearing like a leather jacket or uh, a football jersey? Okay, right. Brown, okay. BCC Brown Community College football jersey. Got it. What 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 does a what does a gargoyle have to do with the chainsaw man? I uh, your your university, this college, has been on our radar for a while, and the recent activities that have increased the dozen students that died a few weeks back has made it a more urgent thing for us to look into. Who's we? <laughs> yeah, who's we? I am a member of the Veiled Society. So I would say uh, possibly Artemisia, possibly Professor Gunderson, but absolutely Deandra would know this name. And just to do a, a small amount of exposition, Deandra, you have come across lots of information about the veil, about NS9, who you recently worked alongside with, um, and you have heard about another organization, the Veiled Society. And this organization is another group of, for a lack of a better term, hunters who want to stop monsters from destroying humanity. And what you know about them is that they are typically of the more monstrous of nature uh, in regards to hunters uh, within the Veiled Society. But these monsters fight other monsters and protect the humans. Okay, so I know that some monsters fight against the Veiled monsters that are coming like to destroy humanity so i i'm not totally weirded out that a gargoyle is like trying to help well i mean if you think about the people that you worked with last you had a divine angel that was (laughs) probably more homicidal than most (laughs) monsters you fought that's right uh yes yes you are familiar that there are reformed monsters or just monsters that have come across the veil that don't have ill will towards humans. They are just trying to live life just like you are. Have I met uh, a gargoyle before ever? That's up to you. I I think the gargoyle is pretty rare. Um, Right, yeah. You know, without going into it too much, the constructed has kind of like its own backstory where they're not technically, I guess, natural like monsters or creatures. They might be 
maybe a part of like a mad scientist or a wizard or a corporation who creates the constructed, right? So there's something there, but they might not be like a complete, you know, standalone race that is coming across the veil. I was going to say, okay. what are the chances are that I made one of them? Well, that's fair. I mean, that's between you and Zach. I, I think, you know, you I guys didn't can work Zach. out the deeds. I mean, that's where Zach can shine. I would hope I would remember him if I made him. <laughs> you can call me daddy. Wait a minute. Skip, is that you? <laughs> All right, I will. I will we named the boy my Skip. Gun. Or holster it, I guess. I, I will I will sheath my gun and I will like cautiously walk toward the the limp football player in the chair, um, and as I walk towards him, I'm going to like purposely brush against the gargoyle just because I've never touched one, and I want to see what it feels. He is just cold stone, like if it's not super smooth like a marble, it's it's rougher, but okay. just like if you were touching a rock. And as you do that and you get this like sensory feeling from touching the gargoyle, you almost feel like your eyes are betraying you because as you look upon the limp form on this armchair, you see there is some kind of movement and activity, almost kind of like shifting shadows around what looks like a Walkman. And as you look more intently, you can see that the device is opening up and the CD starts to be pulled by these shadow creatures. And you see the CD. It is a pure black disc. And when you look at it intently and the lightning flashes, you almost believe that there is movement on the surf surface of this disc and with that just mere moments pass by as you're perplexed and staring at this shadow play and this black disc floating the lightning flashes once again and both the shadow creatures and this disc is gone and that's where we're gonna call it Hey everyone, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to our new Geek Link project, Vanguard of the Veil. If you're interested in learning more about our podcast, follow us on Twitter at Vanguard Veil. If you want to hear more shows like ours, then check out Cthulhu and Friends and Greeting Adventurers, which is a part of the Geekly Inc. network. If you want to follow the people that creates this show, you can follow the keeper, Fred, at I Think I'm Fred. Professor Gunderson is played by Matthew at Matthew M. Morris. Deandra is played by Alex at Happy Puke. Spin is played by Josh at Josketh. Artemisia is played by Steph at Stepho Kingston. Our show is also edited and produced by Kieran at Mr. K underscore Bennett, and all music and sound effects are courtesy of Epidemic Sounds. <laughs>